0: We haven't had any discussions about anything, so it was just my decision to make a, a move to see if we could get a spark to see where we were. Um, at that point in time in the game, we we're down a couple scores, um, and obviously we're got to throw it a ton, so I just said maybe we'd see if we get a spark for our team, but I didn't I know there was no permanent decisions or anything like that.
1: It's time to talk 49ers football on Gold Faithful with Brian Peacock
2: and Nick Winkler. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us again on Gold Faithful. I'm Brian Peacock, my co-host, Nick Winkler. You can find me on Twitter at BDPeacock. You can find him at Bay Area Wink. And we have an awesome guest lined up, Jennifer Lee Chan, 49ers beat writer at Niners Nation. She's going to take us inside the locker room, hopefully. And um, after a loss like this Bears game, Nick, I mean, we just heard from Coach Chip Kelly there. There's not much you can take away from this game, I don't think, personnel-wise. It's just at this point, like, what the you know like what (laughs) come on right (laughs)
1: yeah i mean it was a bad game it was sloppy you know we already knew that kaepernick had small hands and this just proved it again that he can't play in in this we can't throw in this kind of weather it was sloppy it was wet you know he didn't even have sleeves on out there I, i get them not wearing sleeves in a game like that you don't want them to get wet and then they they drag you down it just looked to me like the, the 49ers were just afraid the whole time. They were afraid to throw the ball. It looked like every time Kaepernick had the chance to to hand the ball off or to keep it himself. He he was handing it off. You know, I saw a lot of handoffs and then him just running towards the sideline. You know, not even selling it because maybe he didn't want to get hit because it was so cold. It just looked like the team it, not not as a whole. I mean obviously, you know, there was some great plays. There was the block punt, you know, there was you saw some excitement, but it just looked like overall that this team it, it looked like a team that had lost 10 straight and, and, you know, then they played like it.
2: You know, it's funny because we had picked the 49ers unanimously. You, I, and our guest, Ryan Covey, who was uh, our Bears insider last week on the show. We all picked the 49ers and just before kickoff, it was snowing. And I was thinking, no way the 49ers are going to win this game right now. It just didn't feel right. You know, and and from the start of that game, it was just ugly. They couldn't do anything, but it was 0-0 for a long time. And the jokes on Twitter is going to end in a 0-0 tie and the bears kind of got used to it and figured it out and started looking okay in the snow the 49ers could do nothing and with the <laughs> with benching of cap it just took away and more all of the goodwill football wise that cap had built up i mean a week ago fans were talking about hey all right maybe we should keep cap around you know and it, even even i was sort of like okay well maybe he's our veteran stopgap guy going into next year maybe Maybe, maybe he will be here. Maybe he'll want to stick around under Chip. Um, uh, and, and before the game, there was rumors that he was already going to opt out. Like, it was a done deal. He was opting out of his contract. And people were, you know, theorizing that that was why he was benched. And, you know, and I don't think Chip Kelly plays that game, even if, you know, Trent Baalke would have wanted him benched. But he's not the guy. Gabbert is also not the guy. So, at this point, is it ponder time? Is it... Uh, I mean, what do you do here? Because this is—I don't know. There's no point in trotting the guy out there who's not going to be here next year. You see, I, I disagree,
1: man. I really think that he will be here next year. I think that he's just—you know—maybe one of someone in his camp leaked that bit about possibly testing free agency, and maybe they're trying to—you know—restructure a contract or, or something along those lines. To me, you know, they mentioned Chip Kelly's. Oh, we have, we brought in Gabbert to to get a spark, see if we can get something. No, I think they were protecting. Kaepernick at this point they were protecting their quarterback they were protecting that guy mm-hmm. that is the future at the quarterback position for the 49ers you mentioned you know fans were starting to get on board with Kaepernick going forward of course they were I mean his four previous games were fantastic the guy had you know, he was at or he was right around 90 uh, quarterback passer rating every single game dude had eight touchdowns to two picks I mean he looked the part he was running he looked fantastic the guy has almost 400 rushing yards he's the 33rd rusher in the NFL and he he didn't even start until week six. I mean, he's better than <laughs> than most teams have at running back right now. And this guy's only played half the season. I mean, he he definitely did not look good. He's never, you know, look well, yeah, I mean, he's looked good in cold games before. I mean, obviously he looked good, you know, back against the Packers right. and against the Patriots in the past. But this game was ugly and, and the the Brown or the the Bears, they found a way to play through it. The, the 49ers never did. I mean, they well, pff, won for five for four yards passing OK, maybe Chick Kelly. <laughs> wasn't calling passing plays maybe he was only calling running plays maybe he was calling passing plays and Kaepernick got the line was no 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 I'm yeah. gonna check out of this I'm gonna go to a running play you know I can't even see how am I gonna throw the ball it was nasty at the beginning of that game it got a little bit better as the game went through but I I do think that you you put Kaepernick back in there they've already announced that they are gonna go back to Kaepernick this week I think you just you let him play it out I mean obviously if he comes out against A a poor squad like the Jets this week and looks the same as he did this last week. Then, yeah, then you you start reevaluating Then I think
2: it is ponder time. I don't think it's ever Gabbard time again at this point. I didn't think it could ever be Gabbard time again. And the fact that he was in there and and actually I have the cut here uh, when Chip talked about why he made the decision. And I I think if you read between the lines with what he says here, I, I think you get your answer. No, nah, I was just watching how the ball was coming off his hands and what, we, what our chances were of completing it. So, um, I mean, maybe I was too cautious, but uh, we didn't, didn't look like we were doing much in the passing game. You know, we had some called. We didn't either. Um, got to get it out a little quicker. You know, we got a rush coming. You know, it's in, in uh, uh, they got five
0: guys in the line of scrimmage trying to stop the run game, so they're going to rush five. Um, but um, there were more called than five. I know that.
1: So, yeah. He was sacked five times also, so yeah. yeah, there's
2: definitely more than five called. It sounds to me like he just wasn't, it wasn't so much capped throwing the ball, it was Capped mentally. He just didn't like the way he was running the game. And right. to, to say that, uh, he went on to say that, you know, they he knew that the team needed to throw the ball to get back into it, so they put Gabbard in. And that blew my mind, just hearing that sentence come out of Chip Kelly's mouth. <laughs> they, they were forced to throw, so they put Gabbard in to do that. Uh, that blows my mind. I mean, that's that's no confidence in Colin Kaepernick. And if Chip Kelly does has that little confidence in Cap right now, I mean, I think that tells you all you need to know about how he feels about his quarterbacks going forward.
0: Um, yeah, I mean,
1: but with Chip Kelly at this point, I mean, I think you got to take everything he says kind of with a little bit of, uh he's not in his right frame of mind right now. I mean, obviously, we all know what happened Friday night. He lost his father. His mother mm-hmm. wanted him to get out there and coach. I mean, nobody... Is going to be fully into a game like that, fully have their head into something like that after after going through uh, su- such a loss, such an ordeal yeah, right. on a Friday on a Friday night. Yeah, making the right decision. You know, they're putting Kaepernick back in there. They're putting the guy in there who's looked good. I mean, when have we said that about playing Gabbert this season? We we haven't. You know, um, Gabbert week, week one maybe? bad. Yeah, week one, week one. Everybody looked good week one. <laughs> that was for whatever reason the beginning of the of the new world order <laughs> for the 49ers there. At this time, can you imagine that last year at this time, we were so bummed and we couldn't believe it. But the 49ers had four wins. Now we're sitting here at one win. You know, they've lost 11 straight. I mean, oh, man, what a brutal last two years. Not to mention the 49ers, they still owe Jim Tomsula $7 million. Dude, just, just just to throw that in there.
2: <laughs> yeah. And obviously this week, so Cap is going to start. Cap, you know, of course, said what he had to say, which was, I'm going to decide to opt out or not at the end of the season and then it also came out that Chip Kelly is sticking around for 2017 as head coach of the 49ers. So all those things um you know are supposed to quash some rumors out there, but yeah, you, the the 49ers aren't going to pay another head coach to not be here. I can't imagine that after you know you can't go one and done twice in a row. Um you know, obviously Trent is another story. We've been all over that stuff. Uh, the number one thing when I when I look at this game and I have another cut here after the game from Joe Staley You mentioned it a little bit just a minute ago. Early in that football game, I had not seen, and in a a lost season, you know, this is a one in ten team coming into this game, and they had shown fight every week. And I really Mm -hmm. credited the team, the players, the coaching staff for keeping the team up. They were playing hard, even though they were losing, and they were, you know, there was some some development going on with some of the younger players, even with Cap in the in the passing game. But they wanted to go home in this football game. They 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 wanted no part of being in Chicago and playing in the snow. And for me, I, I mean, I love that kind of weather. When I was younger, I mean, that was what it was all about. The first rain of the sea, I'm living in California, there's not a ton of rain, you know, so the first rain <laughs> of the fall would come, we would instantly be on the phone with each other, hey, let's go, let's meet at the park, and we'd be playing tackle football in the rain. I mean, that's what it's all about. That's what football is all about to me, bad weather. I mean, I love that stuff. Um, and let's hear what Joe Staley had to say about that.
1: Play for pride, man. You know, that's what you got to play in the NFL. You got to play for pride, play for... You know, play for your job. You know, this is a situation that none of us want to be in. Uh, You have pride in what you do, and that's going to carry you through the last four games.
2: And he also said he loved playing in the snow, by the way. But I don't think the rest of the 49ers felt that way. And I thought that was a great point because, I mean, he didn't call anybody out or anything. But if nothing else, you got to play for pride. And this is the first time I really saw the 49ers quit.
1: It's surprising, too, because, you know, a lot of these guys aren't under contract or at least aren't guaranteed a spot next season on this football team. So you think that not only are you playing for pride, but you should be playing for your job, if your livelihood for your family, for something, you know, you, you find a reason to to make it a, a serious game. You find, you find some sort of emotion to have to, to go out there and and try to look good. Try to, to win a football game, try to help your teammates look better, look like a decent football team. They, they definitely didn't do that at all. And to me, it, you know it's I get it. I do. I mean, it, it they're one in ten going into this game. It's snowing. they get out there. they can't see, you know they're they're cold, they're miserable. They're thinking, what why are we doing this? you know this this why why do we have to play these these next five games, man, what the hell? And <laughs> oh, now I, I, it's gonna be rough. I mean, you know, you still have four more games. you got two home games in there, a definite winnable game this week. You know, you're hosting a Jets team who who's very bad, you know, who has an extremely young man who's going to be under quarterback or uh, under center there. And what team's going to show up? You know, is it a team that, that looked great against the Cardinals a few weeks ago? You know, is it a, is it a team that, that just got their butts kicked by a, a really bad Chicago team in some really bad weather?
2: That's a huge part of this is how can a team bounce back from a loss like that? Right. You know, hopefully – you know a rough week for Chip, or for Chip Kelly man i mean he's you know he's in Obviously Maine right now at the uh, the funeral but can this team bounce back from a loss like that and that was a gut punch the i mean in a bad season like i said before it was a lost season already but they still had some fight in them and if yeah. they had no fight i mean we saw the jets just get obliterated on monday night football against the colts um that defense is not very good the offense is also not very good um they're going to be rolling out probably Bryce Petty the rest of the year and they're going across country. So this is the game. If the 49ers can't win this game, they can't win any game this season.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, you ask if they can bounce back, if this team can bounce back from a loss like that. Well, I'm, they haven't.
2: You know, they, they have not they won a game a and they've lost year.
1: every other game. So I'm going to say no. I'm going to say that they can't so until they prove me wrong. At this point, this is, you know, it's a bad football team. And and they definitely have some some good players on there. But as a whole, it's just not working. You know, too many penalties, too many dumb mistakes. Too many, you know, just, just, they just don't look like they're all on the same page. You know, it just looks like somebody, somebody's not running the right route. Somebody's, you know, Kaepernick's handing off the ball when he should be keeping it. And, you know, it's just the, the defense, two guys run into each other and the running back runs past them. And uh, it's just, it, it's been rough to watch. And it's, it started to get better over the last four weeks. And, and we were starting to get a little excited here on the show. We we're like, okay, at least we're getting to watch some good football. No. Throw that all out the window.
2: <laughs> and, you know, obviously from a, a scouting perspective, nothing to take away from that Bears game we didn't already know. I said before the game, though, you, you know, when you start to see the snowfall, it was like, man, this may be the kind of game you want a fullback. And right. if there's something about Chip's scheme that that you you might worry about, and this was, um, you know, a huge red flag is these December January if you're going to be a playoff football team in the NFL, there's going to be some of these crazy cold games. And is the up-tempo the right way to go? Or, or, or are there going to be times where, like in a snowy game, where you've got to just pound it and everything is going to be played between the tackles and slow motion and some true throwback football? And the Bears were just so much more well-equipped to play that kind of a game. Yeah, you're exactly right. The Chip
1: Kelly offense is a finesse offense, and, and they just they didn't have any answer for that kind of weather, for that kind of game. And they, they need to in the future, you know, that if, if I'm, you know, if I'm Jed York, that's the first thing I'm, I'm getting on the phone. I'm calling Chip Kelly. I'm like, Hey, let's not let that happen again. You know, <laughs> let's have a plan going forward in the future for this kind of game where we can, you know, bring a tight end, put him in the backfield, get a defensive lineman out there. You you see that, get an offensive lineman in there, you know, the lead block for this guy, run, run something, get some sort of goal line package that you can just pound the ball Three times, you know, when it's snowing so bad that you can't even get a grip on the football.
2: Yeah, lean you on know, the other team a little bit.
1: Yeah. 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 You got to. I mean, you, you've got a great running back in Carlos Hyde, and you've got a, you know, pretty solid left side of that offensive line. You know, that that's the time when you when you need to do something like that.
2: And they they were not going to do that. Chip Kelly,
1: I don't think, has anything like that.
2: So let me put it to you this way. This is how the 49ers season is going in 2016. The Niners would have to win four straight games to close out 2016 just to match the 5 and 11 record from 2015 under Jim wow. Tomsula
1: that horrible loss season of Jim Tomsula
2: the the, the season that w- that we thought <laughs> in the offseason wow it cannot get any worse than this the 49ers right. would have to win four straight to match that to end the season
1: yeah the rock bottom season no it's it's brutal man and uh, maybe they win this week but they're not winning at atlanta you know the following week maybe they win at la that's a pretty bad team too uh, but then they host Seattle. And mm. I, I just don't see it. I see maybe they win this week, and, and I thought they were going to win last week. So who knows? I, I this team very very easily finishes one in fifteen.
2: Right. Even this week, it's hard to say that you can predict a win, even if it all lines up right. and it looks good on paper. There's sort of undermanned, you know, from a from a personnel perspective. And then when you start talking about now, your quarterback was just benched. You laid an egg. Players are starting to quit. Just a bad, bad recipe.
1: Yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, if they come out and it looks that way again, you know, it's it's time. Just, you know, Cap's gone. Gabbert's gone. Bring in Ponder. You know, bring in some guys off the street. Who knows? <laughs> Do something to mix it up. You know, bring in bring in a chimp. You know, Bring in a gorilla or something. I don't know. <laughs> bring in something that's going to draw a crowd that's going to make people want to watch. Because if we see what we saw last Sunday again, You're gonna you're gonna lose a lot of people. You've already lost a lot of people, 49ers.
2: But even the faithful at this point have having trouble tuning in each Sunday. Maybe bring that guy in that uh, that punched the kangaroo. He's got some fighting him. Oh, there you go.
1: Or bring that 55 year old guy that running back from college.
2: Yes, Joe Thomas Senior, I believe.
1: Yeah, yeah. Get him out there.
2: Come on. I think it was he was. Herschel Walker
1: still wants to play. I heard.
2: (laughs) Yeah, and he still looks like he could. Man, that guy has just been ripped his whole life. It's unreal.
1: I would watch him get 30 carries a game.
2: Yeah, exactly. Little Barry Sanders. Yeah, yeah, you those Barry Sanders rumors from the early 2000s where, oh, yeah, he's going to come oh, out of retirement man. to play for the Niners. Uh, that was that was just mean. Yeah, that was messed up to do. to a guy. I mean, by far my favorite non-49er growing up was Barry Sanders. Oh, yeah, of course. Fun to watch. Oh, yeah. He made every Lions game watchable, even though they were terrible. Mm-hmm. So bad. <laughs> okay, let's get to our guest. Okay, joining us now is Jennifer Lee Chan. She is the beat writer covering the 49ers for NinersNation.com and also NFLFemale.com. And for some of you that have uh, read her articles on Niners Nation might not know that she's also a professional wrestler known as Jade. So before we get started, Jennifer, uh, first of all, thanks for coming on with us. Can you tell us a little story about how you got into professional wrestling?
0: Ah, uh, yes, of course. Um, so I worked for the same producer on ESPN two. There was a show called Pro Beach Hockey, which was an outdoor uh roller hockey league that was on ESPN two, did some color for them and the producer's like, You need to try it for my wrestling show. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so yeah. that's exactly my response. I was like, Yeah, okay. Um, so you know, you always go to the audition and see what happens and um uh, and he had a whole storyline set up for me and it was not, you know, anything horrible, it wasn't mud wrestling or jello wrestling or anything, so uh, WWE style wrestling so it's the same producer as Glow Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling that was back in the 80s Yeah, I remember that Yeah, so we were nationally syndicated for a year on UPN and uh, did a couple live shows about three years ago in Vegas and he's still trying to bring it back, so I've done a couple personal appearances, but i'm I'm kind of moving away from the actual wrestling part of it 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 takes its toll,
2: <laughs> yeah, you don't have to go back on the roids again,
0: right, <laughs> yeah, well, you know, and it's it's interestingly, the last time I did it, I actually ended up with a concussion, so oh. uh, I know the yeah, I know what these guys are going through. It was just an accident that happened in the ring during practice, so I mean it's even though you know people say it's fake i mean it's it's maybe somewhat choreographed, but I mean it's you're still falling on a hard surface, and you're still you know. Doing acrobatic moves, so you know it's it's still a, a physical task for sure. Oh no
2: doubt! I saw actually a little bit of a clip earlier, and because uh, I wanted to check it out, and you took you took some falls and uh, some some nice aerial <laughs> displays as well. Uh, I have a question though. Uh, on your bio, it says your signature moves are the Art of War. Awesome name for a move, by the way, and the Cantonese Crush. Can you explain these to me?
0: So. Um, once you kind of make a move your own, then they kind of get uh, your own name. So it's similar to the head scissors um, and the Hurricane Rana. So I would do most of the leg moves, any of the scissor moves, and the Hurricane Rana was my final finisher. Nice. So, so, yeah, if you don't know what that is, that's standing up on the top rope in the corner, your opponent's facing you, you jump forward, wrap your legs around their neck, swing backwards, and then flip them over with your legs.
2: Uh, uh, Yes, I'm familiar with that. (laughs) Amazing.
0: (laughs) Exactly, exactly.
1: (laughs) All right, Jennifer, let's get to talking some 49er football here, okay? 11 straight losses. It's brutal. Sunday's loss was just – it was hard to watch as a 49er fan. I'm sure it was painful for these guys to have to go through it. You're around them. You know, you you get to talk to them. You get to see how they're doing. What's the feeling like in that locker room?
0: You know, up until this game, it was actually pretty good compared to last year. And I did an article about this. I think there was kind of this hangover after Harbaugh left that they still thought they were good. They still thought that they could make it to a championship game. And it just, I think the smack of reality last year was really hard for everybody to take this year was a little different. I think after last year, they thought, okay, we don't really have the talent that we thought we did. And so I think as long as there are some positives going on, the mood in the locker room has been much better. I mean, last year felt like a funeral in the locker room a couple times. Um, this year it's been a little bit more positive. You know, they've had some things to grow on, like the offensive has been productive um, when the defense hasn't, and maybe the run defense got better, but the pass defense didn't. So there's, there has not been a half like the Chicago half since last year where it was just so abysmal. I mean, 19 yards on the ground in the second mm. half is just horrid. 35 yards in the air. So they had 54 yards in the entire second half which was just really, really difficult to watch.
1: Yeah, yeah. It just didn't even look like an NFL team out there. And, you know, you, you mentioned last season felt so low and like a funeral and this and that. And, but at this time last year, I mean, the 49ers had four wins. You know I mean? It's, it's just amazing yeah. how quickly it's happened.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's it really is interesting. I, I mean, I've been in the locker room after I went to almost, I went to all but two games last year. And the post-game locker rooms last year were worse than this year. I don't know what it is. I don't know if the guys are just um, have a better attitude or they, and I, I don't think it's necessarily that they're accepting the losses, but I just, I think last year they just felt like the rug got pulled from underneath them. And this year it's kind of like, I, not that it's expected, but I, you know, it kind right. of is. So, I mean, right. it's just less of a fall for them this year.
2: Yeah. Talking about fight uh, in this team, you posted an article this week about cap being gracious as he was benched from that, Bears game and to me it's like is is that a good sign it you know on the surface it is but then at the same time might you want your quarterback to be kind of pissed off that he got his job taken away
0: well I, honestly I think he is uh, but I mean just his whole personality has changed so much this year since his training camp press conference where he talked to us for the first time compared to last year where it was kind of monosyllabic typical phrases I mean they're always those kind of canned phrases that they have after losses, but this year he's been uh, just more sincere and eye contact. And you can tell that he's actually thinking about his responses. And of course, you know, that comes along with his movement that's happened, but he's just more, I mean, I know gracious is kind of one of those words, but he's, he's less pouty. I mean, this is, those are the kind of things you're seeing, let's say from Cam Newton in a post game. Right. But Kaepernick has kind of moved on from that. It's so an emotional growth, and I, I I do think he's angry and I think he's pissed off and surprised, but he kept it together for the press conference, which I which I commend him for.
1: So looking at the you know the remaining uh, four games here, Jets coming to town on paper it looks like you know that is a winnable game. But we thought you know playing against a, a pretty bad Bears team was a very winnable game as well. And then they go to Atlanta, to L.A., home against Seattle. Do do you see this team? coming back from from that sort of loss over the weekend i mean they do get to come home this weekend do you think that that fight comes back or or do you think that that was kind of like okay that this is the real rock bottom
0: well i think if you look at the jets game from last night it, i mean i think lewis riddick called it professional indifference so i mean at least we haven't seen that <laughs> from the 49ers i mean right i mean they weren't even in position when the ball was snapped. I mean, at least you've right. got to say for the Niners that they haven't been that, you know, they haven't totally flown the white flag. I think, you know, they still have pride and they still think they want to play. I don't know what happened in the second half in Chicago, but uh, Barkley looked like an all-pro and the Niners couldn't get anything going. It's no. just crazy. If Barkley as an all-pro,
1: that doesn't, it doesn't sound right. Yeah,
0: I, I know, yet. it doesn't. Uh, but, you know, I mean – if the Jets play like they played on Monday night against the Niners, they definitely have a chance. It's just, you know, and and they do have a shorter week cause they played on Monday night. They are traveling across the country. So I, yeah, there is a possibility. Um, you know, Chip's going to be out for a couple of days. He's with family cause he lost his father last week. So that could be an emotional spark as well. You know, I don't, I think he's learned his lessons from what happened in Philadelphia and he's, got a better relationship with the players this year than he did in in Philly. I think he's a smart enough guy to learn from his mistakes as opposed to repeating them over and over again. So I think he's got good relationships and, you know, maybe that's just the thing that, you know, it was Kaepernick at the beginning of the season pulling everybody together. And now maybe it's this with Chip that they pull one together for him. So who knows where the spark could come from, but it's a possibility.
2: Looking ahead, where do you think this team should go? In other words, uh, if JLC was named team president tomorrow, what direction do you take this team in?
0: Oh, good Lord. They need so much on in every phase. <laughs> mm-hmm. <Right. laughs> where Where do you begin? Um, uh, yeah, I mean, they just need everything. And I mean, Balky is definitely on the hot seat. I mean, you lose a you you blow a third-round pick on a guy who doesn't contribute at all, doesn't see the field at all this year. That's, that's a huge blow, and he's done this. I mean, we joke around about team ACL, but right. he's going back to it, which is what's right. you know, surprising. So he, Chip Kelly learns from his mistakes. Trent Baalke seems to not, and I think he just thinks that guys will come back from an ACL injury quickly, and they just they haven't done it for him. You know, I think Adrian Peterson's an anomaly. Guys just mm-hmm. don't bounce back in six to eight months from an ACL. It just doesn't happen. Even Bowman, who's ridiculously you know, um, focused on coming back, I mean, he still took a long time to really get back into full form. And, I mean, hopefully the Achilles will be easier. I mean, Michael Tra- Crabtree came back from that much quicker than an ACL. So that is kind of something that's good looking forward towards next year. But the, these ACL injuries that he keeps drafting are just – I mean, I don't know how much more right the insanity, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again.
2: Oh, no, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's it's nuts with Bucky he's sort of it's reinventing. crazy. Yeah, he's reinventing the wheel because that's been a thing with NFL GMs for a long time because teams got burnt with these injured players, and, and that's the reason they fall. And it's almost like he's mm-hmm. got to relearn these same lessons that everyone before him should have passed on to him. And you see that, okay, that's he why he's doing it. Right. It's insane. Yeah
0: kind of set himself up to like, kind of throw himself on the sword as well. Right. Cause he's yeah. said on a couple of different podcasts that he's been giving all the resources. He's not being held back in free agency. That's his own decision to not spend a lot of money on a free agency. He's got his own theory on why he doesn't, you know, that free agency guys don't make it to the pro Bowl, So they don't have that great of production. They're not worth the money that you spend on them. I mean, Yes and no, but, I mean, obviously, if you pick the right guys, they're going to perform. Right. <laughs> I mean, that, that's his M.O. He doesn't spend a lot of money in free agency, so he's saying it's him and not the Yorks. So I'm sure it's a joint decision, but, I mean, he's it's he's definitely throwing himself on the sword with that comment.
1: Yeah, he, he yeah, is. I can't imagine a world in which he has a comment like that. Oh, it's all on me, and then the team goes 1-11, you know, and probably one in 15, maybe two in 14, you know, sitting on what, $47 million. And a guy like that can keep his job. I don't, I don't. I just can't see it.
2: Uh, Scott Osler had an article about how uh, he thought Trent Balky should step down. And, you know, obviously, you know, in a perfect world, maybe that happens. But I mean, you don't see a guy just saying, okay, I'm just going to take off now. I screwed this yeah. up. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no,
0: no, no way. No way. I mean, yeah.
2: You don't I mean, get to where you are like that, you know, with that
1: kind of ego and then just step exactly. away. Exactly. Yeah, you
0: know. Exactly. And, you know, I, I know a lot of fans are clamoring for someone to get fired at this point, but there really is no point. And not that I don't think someone shouldn't get fired, but really at, at this point with you know, 11 losses, what difference is it going to make at this point? Right. I think, you know, I think the Yorks will do what they usually do, which is wait till the season's over and then start making personal changes.
2: Yeah. The black Monday.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, they're not going to do it to appease fans. They're going to do it in their own way, which is usually after the last game is played.
2: Jennifer Lee Chan, AKA Jade. You can find her on Twitter at Jennifer Lee Chan and over at NinersNation.com. Jennifer, really appreciate you coming on and, and joining us on the show. It's yeah, been, thanks a, a lot. I've been trying to get you on for a while, so thanks it's nice so to finally for get me you. On.
0: Yeah, it was great being on. Thanks, guys.
2: Yeah, you bet. Hopefully, we'll do it again.
0: Sounds good. Ladies and gentlemen, the winner of that
2: No doubt, she, she definitely no dominated that it. match. Yeah, here's a we little got dominated. Uh, it, it, she explained. See, this is the flying head scissors that she explained. I got a little cut from live action. This is Jade, Women of Wrestling.
1: Look at that flying head scissors, Jade, beautifully executed, and she's back, baby! And wow, all right, way to go, Jade. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, so
2: I've I've seen her signature move when I was cutting that audio, and I was watching it. I was like, okay, I got to get that. That was an awesome thing. So that was the Hurricane Rana. Her finishing move there, so that that that's really cool.
1: That's fantastic, and you know, it's just it's so awesome. Growing up as a wrestling fan, you know, just just talking to someone who wrestled, and you know, gets to basically go in the locker room, you know, watch all these forty nine er football games, and knows what she's talking about. You know, it's just it's it's very impressive.
2: Yeah, and wrestling's no joke, man. People get beat up no, doing that, not. so yeah, I got no problem oh, with yeah. her uh, calling calling it quits and retiring on that because. <laughs> Oh man these wrestlers yeah, had, live you know forty five years old and they look like they're sixty and they're broken down and can't walk and it's it's a crazy sport,
1: yeah, I had a buddy who tried to do it he was he wrestled in high school and he was a bodybuilder and all this and he he went through you know a couple levels of of the amateur wrestling and and he was just like, no, my body man, I get beat up I have twisted you know I've twisted every knee and ankle and wrist and you know I've broken this and that and he's like, uh, my body just can't handle it anymore."
2: Yeah, to, to get through all that pain, I mean, NFL players, I'm sure, are going through the same thing, but you know, I'm sure now it's sure. much better than it used to be. Man, those guys in the 80s, they took a toll on their bodies. Oh, man, it's a trip, too. I mean, it's funny if you think about it for some of them, too. I mean, at least for, for a guy like
1: The Rock, you know, didn't he play uh, college football and then, you know, got into wrestling and now he's singing songs in Moana, you know, like where this guy's gone. It's unbelievable.
2: Yeah. Yeah. He played a little bit at Miami. I think he had one career sack. I don't think he played too much, but
1: he's got a pretty good voice too. I'm not going to lie. My daughter, you know, she loves that movie. So we've gone a couple of times now and
2: yeah, the rock brings it. Dude's an entertainer. I mean, they're actors out there Mm -hmm. as well as being athletes. So it's, it's a, it's a crazy combination of things to be a good wrestler.
1: Yeah, for sure. So, Hey, going forward, man. Yeah. Four games left you know 49ers we've mentioned maybe they get one this weekend i i can't see the possibility of another one uh, you look at the browns you know they don't have a win yet we talked about it last week really tough to go 0 16 in this league i think they win this weekend i really do i think the browns can beat cincinnati they're at home cincinnati not a good football team 4 and 7 cleveland's coming off of a bye so they've had 2 weeks to prepare for this game they there's also another game i'm looking on the schedule here for the browns that they can win they have san diego in two weeks coming to town also. And, you know, Chargers aren't that great of a football team and they never travel well back East. And if that's a cold game, you know, that that could be two wins right there for the Browns.
2: That's true. And it really, all it's going to take is one. Cause it's uh, looking at how things are laid out there right now. The Browns obviously own 12 have the first pick. If the season ended today, their winning percentage is five sixty nine, So very high. So any tie scenario, uh, any of the other teams in the top five would be drafting ahead of the Browns. If it was a tie, including the 49ers who are, second with 531 as their uh, strength of schedule uh, the Jags are now in the third spot after that and really what the 49ers did by losing that Bears game is I mean it, they, they're pretty much gonna draft top three So right. now you're looking at the Jags and you're looking at the Browns to see okay are you gonna be three are you gonna be um are you gonna be one are you gonna stay at two the Bears could I mean if the 49ers win two and the Bears lose out and they're tied three and nine then the 49ers would be in the four spot and uh, the Bears have only a 500-strength of schedule uh, for their opponents, and uh, the Jets are sitting there at number 5 right now. So still a possibility to be picking anywhere between 1 and 5, but very likely that the Niners are picking in the top three.
1: Yeah, you got to think that that strength of schedule is going to boost up there a bit for the 49ers as they still have to play Atlanta and Seattle. A couple of uh, pretty good
2: football teams there, although they also get the Rams and the Jets, so maybe those two just kind of balance each other out I believe the way it's it's calculated is it's those teams are already factored in so oh, obviously okay. so it's it's all of their opponents totaled up already so whatever mm-hmm. happens with those opponents down the road that's where it'll change up or down so if, gotcha. the guys, if the teams they've played all this year continue to win um right then uh then it'll go up but uh, obviously yeah they've got they've got some good teams that they're playing in the Seahawks and the in the Falcons
1: let's hope for some good football this weekend I mean
2: that was that was painful
1: to watch, man. Especially we were starting to get—I uh, don't want to say spoiled—because they were still losing football games. But we definitely started to to appreciate good, solid Chip Kelly offense and uh, and Colin Kaepernick running it like a boss. And then you know that just kind of all took a huge uh, five or six steps backwards last weekend. So I'd like to see them try to get back on track here. You know, put some points on the board, move the offense. Um, complete a few passes that'd be fun
2: you know some of that development that we saw with the run game looking much better and in the passing game and Kaepernick under Chip Kelly looking better that all went away last week so we need to see that come back for sure if they play well against the Jets they should beat the Jets so that's the difference in in the Jets versus some of the other teams they played this year where they looked better but still uh, you know got hung with the loss but really it's at this point it's go Browns
1: yeah exactly yeah Um, you know you kind of root against the Bengals and. And the Bills and the Chargers and the Steelers. And yeah, you just kind of hope for a little bit of help at this point. And I'd like to sit here and say, yeah, the 49ers are going to win this weekend because it's the Jets and they're bad and they're going across country and they're, you know, the 49ers play well at home. And But I can't. There's no possible way I can pick the 49ers to win a football game after what I saw last weekend.
2: It's funny because I'm actually more confident in the 49ers ability to beat the Jets this week than I was last week at kickoff with the Bears. Um, just because of the, how bad the Jets have looked and going across right. the country. But at the same time, I can't pick the 49ers from what I've seen. You know, they found a way to lose every single game.
1: Right. I mean, 11 in a row, franchise record. It's just, you know, it's 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 bad. It's really, really bad. And I just, I hope we get at least some watchable plays this weekend. That's mm-hmm. sad. That's the point I'm at right now. I'm just
2: looking for a few good plays. Right. Anything That's you can rough. hang your hat on and say, okay, loss. Team is bad, yeah. but this, you know, uh, this is getting right. better. Or Because I was thinking about this. L- let me put it to you this way, and obviously uh, Jennifer Lee Chan, who was just on with us, mentioned the same thing, is they need so much across the board personnel-wise. Can you name a position on the 49ers where you're like, okay, that position's good. We're, we're set no. there. No, you can't. Because, you know, Hyde's had his moments,
1: but, you know, the defensive line has had its moments. The cornerbacks have had their moments. But other than that, I mean, the, the line has had its moments. Kaepernick's had his moments. The wide receivers have not had their moments. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, they've not had just, a single
2: moment. Just,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's brutal, man, on every every
2: level, uh, every did, way you look at it. The only one I could come up with was, I mean, they've spent a lot of draft picks, a lot of money with Bethea one of their bigger free agents in the last few years on the secondary. I don't think Bethea will be back. But uh, mm-hmm. you still have Tart and you still have Ward and you still have Reed and you still have and you know hopefully Reed makes a full recovery and uh, is through yeah. with his you know he's had some concussion stuff in the past as well. Uh, but you know and you still have the rookie that we haven't seen yet in Will Redmond and we have another pretty good rookie in Rashard Robinson who's playing well. So you know probably not going to spend a high draft pick on a player in the secondary. And obviously the last two first round picks have been spent on defensive ends. So you're not going to draft another three, four de- defensive end very high. And you also have a couple other guys there and you have Ronald Blair that they drafted last year. So some good young talent there that just needs to develop. So those two positions, if anything, I would say, you know, you're probably not going to spend a lot of, you know, football capital where whether it's draft or free agency, you know, you might need some depth in those positions, but aside from that, I mean, you could really go anywhere.
1: Yeah. I mean, you're looking at this team. It, they have no depth, you know, and if you do come up with a second or the third pick, you, you just you trade it down. and You get more picks because you just need more guys at every position.
2: Yeah, it's so tough if you do get the pick and you're, you know, Miles Garrett is the guy I really like. But if, if somebody dangles one of these crazy trades and is offering three first round picks, you got to take that deal. Yeah. But is anybody out there like that? You know, is it right? Other usually than, it's then, for yeah. a quarterback and they might yeah, not if to get be that, that number two pick. I
1: mean, is, it, is anybody even offering that? Is anybody
2: even calling? That's true. That's very true. It, and you're probably not going to get the crazy RG3 trade-type stuff for what we saw with Wentz and Goff last year. But th- there will still be trade offers. I mean, there's some really good defenders. I think that the two top guys by far right now are Miles Garrett, who we've talked about a ton on the show. And the other guy is Jonathan Allen from Alabama. But he's more of a defensive lineman, interior guy. In a 3-4, he would play that defensive end and just talked about it. That's probably the only yeah. position they're not going to draft super high. He's more of, you know, like a 4-3 under-tackle type Aaron Donald type player. And I think he's really good too, but I just don't think he's the right fit for the 49ers. If they're going to continue to play three, four defense.
1: Yeah. I think you're right, man. It's, uh, it's a long ways off. Still the draft, obviously. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Just checking,
2: yeah but, in. just checking in on it.
1: Yeah. As well, we, you know, what else are we going to talk about? How bad the 49ers are?
2: <laughs> yeah. All right, let's do that. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, let's talk about the wor- the second worst net passing yards in team history it's last franchise week history. Yeah, you got to go back to uh, 1960, I believe. Damn, uh, they had man. negative 10 yards in 1960, I believe. They had 6 net passing yards in this game when you calculate sacks and Oh uh, man. It's Yeah, um, I was
1: I was trying to watch it with my daughter and after a while I felt bad. I was like, I don't want her to see this. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't deserve this. Let's
2: put on a horror movie.
1: <laughs> I was like, let's just watch some red zone baby.
2: <laughs> oh man. All right, let's get out of here. Sounds good, man. All right. Thanks to Jennifer Lee Chan for joining us on the show. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Everyone on Twitter, the emails and the reviews and the subscriptions we get on the podcast, always great. On Twitter, you can find me at BD Peacock. You can find Nick at Bay Area Wink. And uh, that email is goldfaithful49 at gmail.com. And we will talk to you next time. See you. And we might have a new Winkler. A new addition to yeah. the Winkler family. Actually, next time we talk to you, I might miss the next week. That's uh, true. Yeah, yeah labor yeah. is imminent, but uh, contractions are far enough apart that we got the we got the pod in tonight. But that window is closing <laughs> right. rapidly. I might be real tired next week. <laughs> All right, we will talk to you next time. See you guys.